Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, pal. hey how's it doing? going? Uh, you what know, you over there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm getting into. Uh, I've been getting into the October spirit, you know, oh, yeah, the spookiest yeah, month of them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, buying too many turkeys to handle. Uh, turkey. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, That's what I was talking about. Thanksgiving. The first part yeah, yeah. Of, of October in Canada is Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hate the spookiness of October, I but I love eating a lot of yeah, turkey. I love ripping open that bird and pulling out all the melted candy bars that your mom stuffed in there. I, what happened at your Thanksgiving? Yeah, Why was that there? You didn't have that? Melted candy bars in a turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd carve the turkey up like a jack-o'-lantern. You'd stuff it full of candy bars. And then you throw it in the oven for four hours. We had bread in our our turkey. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of carbs for me. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. The candy was your thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A little less carbs. Still a lot of carbs, but not as many. (laughs) Well, we've been watching a lot of spooky stuff lately. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because we watched uh, last night the first episode of I know what you did last summer. I wasn't really watching, to be fair. It was very late. Well, yeah, it was a new Amazon TV yeah. series based off the mm-hmm. movie. I can't, I can't give it a fair shake, so uh, that's why I'm, I'm deferring to you here. Well, I I would give it the shake that it hardly kept your attention, and I uh-huh. quickly turned it off. Uh, well, you did finish the episode. I didn't finish it. You didn't? No, no, no. I thought it was finishing. No, I went to bed. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much time it had left, right, but when right. you left, I don't want to watch. I want to watch. If I'm going to watch a bad show, I want it to be with someone. My thing. I don't was, want to be left in the room with a show that I'm not enjoying. And then I just feel sad. I'm lonely. It's, it's, my thing. It was just like a weird party with like a bunch of young people or whatever. And I feel like party scenes like that movies already kind of stressed me out. But this one was like the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a weird thing. And I, I was going to bring that up if you did not so uncomfortable the whole time. And just like, I don't want to see a weird like party where everyone's just like kind of having a bad time but also having a good time but just it was just it's just awkward i didn't like it the tv party giving you anxiety i'm glad you brought this up yeah i don't care about murder and and you know any of that shit gore or whatever but i don't know do you hate it in all movies like it's fine if it's short but this was like a 
prolonged extended period of time where I'm just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Have you ever watched uh, like uh, Project X? I think it was. No, it was like I don't the, think I would like that. It was like the found footage movie or whatever, where it's all taking oh, place at a party. Is. Yeah, I feel like that would be exhausting for me. Well, that's your ultimate Halloween movie. Yeah, that's not, your nightmare. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I also just I'm like just really annoyed at those people. I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> well, it's not all about your fears and anxieties, Damien. It's about our guest today because we have comedian, writer, actor. We got Matt Foley in here. Woo. Hey. Yeah. Hi, Cody. Hi, Damien. Hi. Yes. Hi. Oh, so excited to have you here. Legendary Toronto improviser. Legendary. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. There's tons of myths and legends about me. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully only, some of them are good. We've yeah. only heard the good ones. So. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward to hearing the bad ones, but uh, oh, yeah, I'll tell you after the podcast. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll whisper ex- them in your ears. They'll yeah. be the exclusive for us. <laughs> yeah. Here's yes. all the bad things people say about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have a list. Yeah. And I will, I will get my revenge later on. Yeah. That's fair. There's something nice about having that kind of self-awareness though. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I'm a Libra, so I'm a balanced dude. You know, I got a little angel and a little devil on my shoulder. So is that what that means being a Libra? Uh, You know, just there's a bit of a scale thing. So I assume now scales don't necessarily have to be balanced, but that's what Mm. I'm going with. This is this is double Libra here. We we, uh, we're one and the same right now. That's amazing. And what are you, Damien? Uh, Aries. Guess what? We don't care. We don't care. We're Libras (laughs) and we don't care what you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I've really entered the Libra den. <laughs> you have entered the Libra den. Yeah. No one shall leave alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Matt, I, I got to ask you about this uh, Damien's thing with uh, party scenes in uh, in movies and TV. What, how do you feel about this? Does this stress you out? Uh, uh, no. But, you know, when I think of party scenes in movies, I always think of how, like, almost all of Adam Sandler's movies end with some <laughs> crowd cheering or they're at some yeah. sort of makeshift party. Like, there's mm-hmm. always some sort of party where the person becomes who they're really who they really are or succeeds in some way so that sort of makes me uncomfortable i don't want to share my like i'm a comedian i want to i want to be funny in front of people but i don't know if i want to ooze emotion in front of people you know maybe on my wedding day or something so i guess like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me i think it's just when it's like they're trying to show like oh we're all drinking and fucking and doing drugs we're so cool and badass and it just feels it always feels so phony too so i just kind of it's a little cringy for me and then i just get annoyed yeah i I agree i think that's hard to capture that on on film i mean you know and then there's things like kids the movie kids Mm. let's bring that up that that (laughs) movie uh uh, which captures it almost too well Mm. right it's like it's I mean, because those kids really were partying, drinking and fucking. So, <laughs> so it's it's basically a documentary. Yeah. 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 So. It, it's weird. The Adam Sandler one's a, a great comparison because that's such a weird thing. And then he kind of like lost track over the years with that. Like every like it used to be like they would be like the you bring in all the characters. It'd be like the message at the end. Yeah. I remember watching like Grown Ups 2 for some reason. And like the whole movie leads to this like end of the year party where like it's a fight and then everyone loves each other, but there's like nothing about it. Like it's just nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Do you think Adam Sandler just didn't go to a lot of parties? Is he just like, is it projection? Probably not. But also, I mean, I feel like for the Grown Ups 2 one, 
You what said kind that of... so confidently. Yeah, you? he was like, <laughs> I know Adam, and he was a big loser when he was growing up. He did go to parties. <laughs> you, you did a fuck you, Matt. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, we did kick you out of the Libra den, yeah. so fair enough. Fair fucking back, enough. You yeah. know what? It's it's yeah. about time that I rise up from the. It's true. The yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Uh, take over. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my show now, and I want to talk about this. <laughs> um, maybe maybe it's just because he was uh, he's been in the spotlight so long. So for him, parties are just him showing up and everyone saying how much they love him. Oh yeah, that's true. I bet that does happen to Adam Sandler. <laughs> I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, I I think it, it's more about like uh, I I think it's clear at this point, and everyone talks about it that it's just I want to hang out with all my buddies, and that's Adam. Yeah, like that, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That has always been a trope in comedy movies, though. There are there's always a big fucking party at one point in a comedy movie. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's uh, how do we get all of the funny people together? That's the yes. thing I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matt, to talk about you here more uh, about uh, your uh, career here, you're an improv teacher. You do a lot of improv. Uh, you um, do it all. How did you get started into the comedy world? Uh, I started comedy when I was 23 years old uh, because I didn't think I could do anything else and <laughs> didn't want to do anything else. So. Uh, yeah, I got, I, you know, I'll even start even earlier. I got kicked out of high school when I was 20 years old because, guys, I was having the time oh. of my life in high school. <laughs> I was the man in high school, yeah. living it up, having a great old time. They yeah. finally booted me out. And then I was like, what do I do with my life? And I was like, you know what? I'll do what I think I'm OK at. I'll do some comedy stuff. And so that what that's what started uh, started me on that journey. And I studied at Second City and started doing shows immediately. And I was very lucky. The first uh, person I ever sort of did live shows with was uh, Mae Martin. So I really had somebody who is kind of incredible kind of usher me into doing comedy. And I am name dropping, but if you don't yeah. know who Mae Martin is, Mae Martin has a wonderful show on Netflix called Feel Good. And they're, they're a wonderful comedian and writer and actor. So I was very lucky to find them really young. And they had already been doing comedy for probably almost close to a decade at that point because they started so young and so they just showed me the ropes and it was really nice yeah and then uh and then i uh i just never stopped doing it (laughs) (laughs) and you got that reunion uh uh, between the two of you um with your uh show kind of recently like about a month ago yeah yeah for sure yeah i always keep in touch with me but they have been living somewhere else so it was really nice to perform with them again because Mm -hmm. yeah we used to do a lot of it when we were when we were younger and um it's fun. It's fun now because, you know, we're may, I think in the past was more into sketch, more into stand up, And we never, we never did a lot of improv together. We were, we sort of met in the middle on sketch, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but now may is loving improv. So, which is always my weapon of choice. And so now we can do improv shows together and it's super fun. And we did a couple when they were in Toronto and it was just super fun and, and enjoyable and very organic. It felt very, uh, right, which is always a good feeling with improv. When you find somebody you really gel with, it's like, hold on to that. You know, yeah. that's where like improv becomes basically like sex. Like when sex is really good, it's mind blowing and you never want to stop doing it with that person. And when it's bad, you're like, Hey, that was nice. You shake hands and you never talk about it again. And that <laughs> happens in the improv world all yeah. the time. 
whether we're admitting it or not, that sort of interaction is happening. Just <laughs> yeah. not, of course, in a sexual way, but yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of bad sex with each other on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, you know what? And everyone hears it and loves it, baby. It's you all know? it's all we can get, so we just gotta we just gotta <laughs> yeah. enjoy it for what it is. So. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, it's such a cool, unique uh, experience, though, to uh, be away from uh, someone. Uh, for that long and then to uh, reunite with them when I'm sure both of you have grown so much and changed as performers as well. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I still sometimes think of myself as a young comedian and I have to kind of check in with myself and go like, Oh yeah, I've been doing this for almost 15 years now. So it's um, it is nice when you uh, get paired up with somebody who has that equal experience mm. and is really killing it and, yeah, it just it just felt like magic performing with them, and and I, I get that through a lot of other people as well. But it was nice to to have that connection again with May immediately. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. recently too, uh, you uh, did uh, one of the shows that I produce. Uh, yes, Let's bring yeah. uh, Sean Mendes to Comedy Bar. Excellent uh, show. You were amazing on it. K and M, of course, Canadian uh, Comedy Award winners. Oh, nominated, nominated. But, but I will say my comedy partner, Kirsten, did win. She won uh, Best uh, Improviser so oh, okay. at the Canadian Comedy Awards. So I'm uh, meaning she is better than me. And I admit it. No. <laughs> I you made a few. Here, this is what I came to surprise you with. I made a few calls. I changed the, uh, the oh. process. <laughs> I have made you the winner. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I need it. I need my Canadian Comedy Award. Everyone, ha I need it so I can break it or use it as a, like yeah. a, a doorstop or whatever people use it for. So yeah, I can't yeah. I can't wait till we have that uh, podcasting clout that we can call up the Canadian Comedy Awards and tell them <laughs> to change stuff. Yeah, we I think we barely got nominated one year. I don't think that we're <laughs> uh, you think no barely nominated is nominated. So That's congrats. Yeah. Close enough. Do you think Drake like calls the Junos and tells them to change stuff? <laughs> He has a little more power than I think we do. I know. I'm just trying to say I'm using him as an example. Do you think he does that? Yeah. Well, I think the Junos would do just about anything to get Drake on the show. That's yeah. True. I That's think true. the Juno should take Drake's advice, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With yeah. the new uh, comedy album awards, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Guess, everything. Yeah. yeah. Let, Jay, I, let Drake curate it. Like, honestly, <laughs> just let him do it. Uh, it just feels weird to think about Drake actually caring about the Junos. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'm sure it's I not in his mind. More. No. <laughs> um, well, uh, Matt, one of the things when I was uh, doing my research before the show, I saw that you are in a episode of uh, Clarice that came out earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm yeah, such a big oh. Hannibal fan. And yeah, I don't know if too. you are, too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just a fan of that whole series. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was. But I have the best story about that. It's really fun. And it really kind of correlates with a lot of things in my oh, acting really? career. Yeah, well, yes. because I, I, you know, I I did this, it's just an episode of Clarice where I played a, an FBI agent and we we make fun of Clarice for having a traumatic experience. So we're bad, we're baddies, <laughs> we're not good guys. Uh, but the thing you have to understand with me is uh, from the moment of my uh, birth uh, and from the moment I could speak words, um, most people either love or hate my voice. And so what happened in Clarice's, I guess they were like, hey, yeah, okay, we need you to do ADR. So I came in and I did ADR. So I recorded again, I recorded my voice for the project. And I was like, okay, great. They wanted me to do ADR. They must like it. They're going to keep it. 
the day that it aired, I watched it and it's not my voice. It's a man with a much lower voice or they've done something to my voice to manipulate it. Therefore, stepping all over my manhood uh, and making it clear that they think my voice is cartoonish or silly or not an FBI agent's voice. And this has happened before. Even better story. I one time did a commercial for $100 for the Israeli Tourism Board. And it was for LGBTQ tourism in Israel, which let me just say publicly is questionable. We won't go into that, <laughs> but, but we'll question. Yeah, we can huh? we can talk about the politics of that yeah. later. Uh, um, uh, I did this commercial again. Same thing at the end. I laugh and it's not my laugh. It is a man with a deep, burly voice laughing, which sounds very odd. I mean, you guys are looking at me. You can see me. Yeah. I don't know if you're recording this. If people can see me, great. No one can this, see This you, seems so. weird. Yeah. If yeah. you if I have that sort of voice coming from my mouth, it sort of looks like I am undead. Like it looks like I'm a Dracula type <laughs> creature. Like it's like, why is that voice coming out of that small child's mouth? Basically, I don't look like a small child, but I'm stature of a small child, you know, yeah. just doesn't look right. So anyways, that's my that's my story with Clarice. They changed my voice. Very happy to be in it. But they did change my voice. Yeah. Wow. And also, I was also thinking, is it was it too Canadian? Do I just sound too <laughs> Canadian to be an FBI agent? I think I they would have caught that in casting. So that's the thing. That... You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. But a wonderful show and really, really happy to be on that show it was quite mm-hmm. crazy to be on set with those cal- the caliber wow. of actors that were that now, were there. So we've never re-recorded any guests audio yet. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you need me to do ADR. I'm here. Yeah. yeah well, I'm you... doing ADR. You know what? That actually might be good we'll have you adr other guests voices we'll get like <laughs> we'll find the deepest voice guest we get yeah we'll yeah <laughs> get them up there get the register up yeah if, if we can get anyone else from clarice we'll do that <laughs> i'll make some calls yeah i'll make some yeah. calls for you guys yeah <laughs> perfect we'll prank them I, I i'm so excited to watch this now that's got to be such an awkward looking thing just to change yeah. someone's voice it I is know- yeah like I know that I've gone into like ADR before to do someone else's voice mm-hmm. and it just looked wrong. Like when, yes. when I'm hearing myself and like seeing them too. And like, it, it, it was a questionable like ADR casting choice to begin with, but yes. like just to, <laughs> it's so weird. It doesn't look, just get the person, just use the person. It's going to, yeah he's so much better yeah I, I agree there's there's something lost when when that happens i don't know what that is but i i've yeah i feel like i've rarely seen it done where i'm like oh that was seamless you know it always seems like yeah. it stands out a bit also yeah. what a colossal waste of money they filmed the scene they brought you in to do adr to refilm the audio and then they yes. brought someone else in to come in and refilm the audio <laughs> yeah. that you already reshot so it's just they like got money yep I mean, yeah. you got you got extra money for that, so that's good. Yeah, but yeah, that's okay. At the same yeah, yeah. Time, like, yeah. Geez, man. Some yeah. of these productions don't care; they'll blow through their money. No, yeah, problem. absolutely, absolutely. And again, I just just happy to be part of it. But yeah, it is it is it is wild the amount of money they spend. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I do appreciate people being perfectionists. So if that's what they yeah. wanted, that's what they got. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm so jealous of that though too. Like I. Uh, I've told this before, but I moved to Toronto to be in Hannibal. I wanted to be in oh, Hannibal wow. so badly. Like I left BC and I went here. I was like, I'll give it a shot in Toronto because I'll have a good chance of at least getting an audition. And as soon as I got to Toronto, the show got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, no. I sensed your presence. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it all makes sense, right? It's all synchronistic. I'm sure something else popped up after. My my thing with mm-hmm. uh Clarice, although it was very short, is very synchronistic. Like uh I think a t- two or three weeks before I booked Clarice, I just picked up a book that was on my bookshelf. Like I just picked out a book on my bookshelf and I happened to have uh, Hannibal rising and I had never mm. read it. And I don't know why it was sitting there really. Like it's again, I like that series, but more of the movies I was into, mm-hmm. uh, um, silence of the lambs, yep. you know, um, uh, but I just picked up the book and started reading it. And then, uh, when I auditioned for it originally, I, I didn't even know that that's what it was for. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of all synchronistic that I was reading this book at the time and then book something that's in that world. So yeah. It was a bizarre little little chapter of my life of how why that even happened. So it seemed all very surreal. Yeah, I guess start picking up more books. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like those synchronistic moments. They yeah. they they feel special whether they're special or not. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, to uh, keep on the uh, spooky train here, we got to ask you, man. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I actually, I, I hope I'm going to make this as clear as I can. I want as your guest to know, yeah. I, I, as, as I want to be this guest, okay? I'm this guest. I believe in ghosts 100%. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. So if any guest on here has ever said that, well, I have less doubt in my mind. <laughs> I am the most clear on believing that there is ghosts, okay? I, I love that. you. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. No. Yeah, I, I believe you're in a hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. Why a hundred percent? Why are you so one hundred percent? That's I don't think I you can. I don't think you can have the amount of people who describe experiences that they've had without mm-hmm. there actually being something. I'm mm-hmm. not saying all of them are real. I'm not saying it's even a big percentage, like five percent. But there's got to be like a one or two percent where that shit is a hundred percent real. Because there's so many people that have experienced it. One you know? or 2% of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they might not, all, all these experiences mm-hmm. might be, you might be able to chalk them up to other things happening in people's mm-hmm. lives, but there's got to be some small percentage that is 100% true. Like you're saying. <laughs> I I agree with you. Damien, of course, is I a skeptic. Not. I disagree with yeah. that. Um, but uh, Matt, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Uh, no. Not really. Mm. No, but, but you're all in on it. I'm all in on it. Yes, that's very interesting. Yeah. Have, have you had one where you heard someone else's experience and that was like the one where you were like, yep, yeah, OK. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard I mean, I've heard a lot of people's experiences. And yeah, I think I don't know why people would be lying about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I would never say that people are lying about it. I just think that people's perceptions can uh, be misleading to themselves. Yeah, I mean, the ones that are most convincing to the, me are the ones that are um, uh, corroborated by somebody else who hasn't mm-hmm. told that person until much later on. Right. I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to understand that if two people have the exact same story and then haven't told each other for years and then realize they've experienced the same thing, then something must have happened. Two people experiencing the same event and then not talking to each other about it. And then years later, mm-hmm. realizing they've experienced it. It's pretty, that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Uh, especially when the, the accounts really match up. Um, yeah. I also just think that there, there is things in this world that we still don't understand. You know, I think we've got to a point where we think all the exploration is done, but 
I, I, I really think all the, um, all the, I guess all the, uh, the stuff you can uh, uh, touch has been discovered and explored and, and reclaimed or whatever you want to call it. But I still think there's a world beyond our perception that hasn't been explored. And I think science will eventually start peeling back those layers as we get more advanced and as we start understanding quantum, the quantum world and mm -hmm. other, other forms of perception. So, I mean, I just read an article that said crows are sentient. They, they truly believe that crows can basically think the same way we do. They can ponder questions and make decisions based on mm -hmm. a question they're pondering. So it's a, I think there's a lot still we don't understand. Yeah. I'm going to be outside talking to crows now. <laughs> you you got to watch because they'll hold grudges if you piss them off. Well, that's they, they that's will. only further yeah. proof. They'll hold that grudges. Is. They'll hold grudges for like forty years. They'll just, <laughs> every time you go outside, they'll poo and peck on you. Well, yeah, I'm, sounds, I'm, sounds like my dad. I'm not gonna piss them off with my questions. You I'm might. not gonna. <laughs> I'm like, how dare you ask me that, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am really fascinated by by all by all those bigger questions, like mm. what happens to you when you die, if if there's life on other planets. Yeah, if there's other realms, dimensions, I think that stuff's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I I know like the uh, the two people having the same kind of story and talking years later, like I've had many experiences like that, especially like with my uh, cousins. We all and this was only a couple of years ago. We finally talked about it, but like the three of us had all separately in their house just seen this woman with a white dress like walking mm -hmm. the halls at night. And um, it kind of like just came up I, probably through talking about this podcast or something like that. But we all had that same experience. We all saw the yeah. same woman in in that hallway. Um, I want to talk My about like your uh, kind of uh, uh, belief in it, because like um, with like ghosts and stuff like that, like uh, people have all different kinds of uh, beliefs, whether it be religious or different realms or like just energies in general. Like what kind of way do you lean with this or are you open to all? I'm open to all. And I, you know, I think talking about it is purely speculation. So it's mm -hmm. like, I, I don't really know what's right. But I mean, if I had to, if I had to make a guess of what it is, is there's, there might be something to do with the idea of uh, um, a specific type of energy being replayed over and over again in our world, uh, an energy that doesn't dissipate after people have gone. So it, it sort of, it sort of replays itself like a, um, well, it's on a television when the image sticks to your screen, when it's paused yeah. for so long on an old TV like burned in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like burned into, to even the, the fabric of, of what this is. But I, again, this to me is even when I say this, I'm like, I don't know if that's fucking true. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know what I think, you know, like I just, I just yep. think that there are, there's stuff to uncover and stuff to, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, stuff to explore and, and to, to uncover, like I said, but yeah, I don't know if I do have a good guess of what it is because right. I don't, I don't know either too. I think the way I would want to explain it would be more science-based. And I don't know mm -hmm. if I have even the language that I would want to describe it accurately, Right. you know? So, yeah. Well, I guess that's what I always say with the scientific approach. Like I'm open to believing in it. If there was any real indication that there is a possibility of it as it stands mm -hmm. right now and with the understandings we have about things there is absolutely no mm -hmm. no evidence to support this like sure. at all 
from the energy standpoint, that's another big one that I hear a lot. They've they've said conclusively through use with like the Large Hadron Collider that they would have detected something by now if mm -hmm. if there was some lingering energy and they haven't. But it could be okay. a different kind. That's such a that's such a like, well, it could be a different kind. That doesn't mean anything. That's such a. Yeah, I know. But, but I mean, my argument, because I, I, I'm similar to you, Matt, I, yeah, I, I think that, that like um, I don't really know and I don't I, I have no like kind of like theory as to what it could be. I just know from my experiences and like based off mm -hmm. of that and what I've personally seen, I think that's what I kind of go off of. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can't always trust your experiences to be uh 100 what they actually it's, are it's very true that's yeah. the problem with it yeah. it's is true. that memory memory is very fragile it's very um yes. unreliable and your personal experiences especially when looking back at them can can be different than what things actually were very and then true. time makes that even more unreliable so it's it's true it is true and when we uh like i look back or whatever there's been so many different experiences, multiple different experiences, mm -hmm. and maybe, well, maybe looking back, a tumor. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's just poking at this little thing in your brain that just makes like this bright. Now I'm worried about dying. Great. I think. I think. I think. I think. What fascinates me about this subject is that with the with the and and these are maybe strange to connect but with the release uh, in 2007 in the new york times about all the upa stuff the unidentified aerial phenomenon mm. i don't know if you guys know this there's a big you know information dump about you know what the government has known about uh upas what they call unidentified yeah. aerial phenomenon and the, the thing is the government the, there is you can go read about it, and this is actually true this isn't mm -hmm. hogwash or conspiracy theories the government was investigating paranormal stuff they were yep. doing it on a ranch called skinwalker ranch and if you listen to yeah i know it's fucked <laughs> if it is a dumb name for a ranch but if you go listen to the accounts they for one thing the people who are there say they've experienced some really crazy stuff that's like equivalent to poltergeist but i think what's more compelling is why was the government even there studying it because the government seems to believe that it's actually worth looking at. Now, is the government competent or incompetent? I don't know. Do they waste money? For sure. But there is there there is definitely there's definitely something there that that validates them spending a lot of money to look into it. And this place is a good place to start because there there is stuff on video from there, and there's a lot of witnesses. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. They spend a lot of money for like religious things and i don't believe in any of that either so the amount, of, the amount of money and people spending money on it doesn't necessarily validate mm -hmm. something for yeah. me i think it, with any skeptic i would just ask you again how many people mm -hmm. does it take you telling something has happened to happen to them for doesn't, you to believe it doesn't see, matter that's the, that's the problem yeah. if there's anything i've learned from the recent world is you should listen to people because people's <laughs> traumatic experiences are actually valid i'll listen so to that that's that's the thing <laughs> i i'm not saying their experiences aren't valid i'm just saying that I don't believe that it's supernatural. He, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I, I don't absolutely. doubt that they had these experiences. I just don't believe that these things are supernatural, nor do I think it proves supernatural things. That's my problem right. with people's stories is that everyone takes it as face value is like, this is proof that there is something there. 
I don't think that's what it proves. I think he'll it's get you lifted and spun in the air by nothing, and but that's still won't believe it. <laughs> that will never happen. This but is no. Never I like I like I like that approach, Damien. I do because it it mm. is. I think it is important to draw that line to go. Well, I do believe something happened to you, but let's figure out 100%. what actually happened. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. If you if you had something that you could empirically like prove that this is in connection with your story, or there's some something else that that you can like demonstrably have there with it, I, yeah. I would be much more likely to believe it. The problem is there never is. It's yeah. always it's always somebody's account. It's always a secondhand telling of something. Right. And right, right. I, that is it is such it's such an unreliable uh, piece of evidence. I don't consider right. it real evidence. So. I would, and I'll, I, and I'll, I'll be clear, too. I don't want to I don't want to correlate that or connect that to like the recent like movements that have been happening. Me too movement and stuff, because we all know there's a history of men being shitty. Yes, it's not, that's not a stretch. <laughs> that's different. That's no, yeah, that's not the stretch that's of imagination. Stuff, that stuff is very yeah, yeah. Real. <laughs> but but the thing I'm saying is I think I want to take that attitude into other things as well as to, to kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. And mm -hmm. I really think there are a lot of people out there who've had what they think are very traumatic experiences that mm -hmm. only to them are the explanation is something paranormal. Right. And that's, that's troubling. Yeah. Right. I, I will also say that you, uh, Damien mentioned earlier of, uh, going back on our kind of experiences and looking back on them differently, but it has been documented when it happened and I saw something that it was said on the podcast at this time. We've been doing it for so long. We've been doing it for six or seven years. The story has not changed. No, because you've just been listening to that one and repeating it. So it changed up to that point. And then you you said it, it that now week. you say it. It's never changed since that I, point that no, I recorded I did it, it after I, the fact. I saw it that week, though, that we recorded. I understand that. But in that week, a lot of that can change, too. Just because it's a lot of time or a little time doesn't mean those things can't affect it. It was correlated with someone else, though, too. There was two people experiencing it. It still doesn't prove anything. And I, we would even have to check. It might have been the night before. I don't know. It doesn't prove anything. I, I almost want to hear. Is it just this woman in this white dress? No, this is um, one when I was dating someone. And um, basically, there was this uh, dark figure in the corner. And I saw it walk Whoa. over to beside her and then. Um, it just stood there for a long time and I got up to kind of like move my head around and I just couldn't see through it, but I could see around it. Jesus. And then I even walked around the bed and over to it and tried to like communicate to leave. It was still there. I could not see through it. And then I went back to my bed, gave up because I was like, whatever. Um, I guess this isn't going away. Uh, but then. Um, it was gone and she woke up at that moment and was having like sleep paralysis seeing it the whole time. Whoa. Exactly what I saw. Weird. They let they were they were in a windowless basement apartment room and they probably there was windows carbon, <laughs> in the bedroom. No, no, no. This was in the living room. Oh, we okay. slept in the living room. I probably still got carbon monoxide poisoning. As well. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is <laughs> I, I, Damien's uh, theories of me is that I'm dying at every single point. <laughs> I have a tumor and carbon monoxide poisoning yeah, at the yeah. same time. Both, I think, are much more likely than paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the doctor. Damien, have you ever had sleep paralysis? No, I have not. Yeah, I've had it, but I've never seen anything weird. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I've never had it myself. Right. Yeah, I, it's, I know it's freaky. It's a it's a it's a strange sensation. And I see mm -hmm. why people 
connect it with having a yeah. paranormal experience. It's very weird to not be able to, to be a completely aware, but mm -hmm. not be able to move at all. So, yeah. and it does, it does feel restricting or as if somebody is maybe there with you. Right. Um, yeah. I used to, when I was a kid, hallucinate so much when I was sick that I think I got used to being in altered states that my oh, body wow. puts me in. So whenever it happens, I'm like, oh, this is happening. Oh, great. I'll have to ride this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very calm about not being able to move my body and being stuck in my head. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, but I know other people can experience some really visceral stuff when they're they're having sleep paralysis so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i think that like uh, at least my theory of sleep paralysis is that it's um it's I'm sorry what are your qualifications uh and i'm a doctor <laughs> i i think it's very psych uh, like psychological when you like because uh, they say when you talk about it and everything like that um like it's more likely to happen but i think because it's a thing that can happen to anyone i think that it could there's a potential that it could be channeled to you as well no ah. Yeah, but I thought, it is, I thought it. There I thought it's strictly. A, I thought it's yeah. I thought it's a strictly a medical thing. Like I thought yeah. it's because you have a certain amount of chemical in your brain that puts you to sleep when it doesn't. When it, I, I can't remember what happens when it doesn't deplete enough. You mm -hmm. get into that state. You're in a state between your mind is awake, but your body's not awake. That's what yeah. it is. That's because you do have a drug in you that puts you to sleep, basically, mm -hmm. which is nice. Imagine yeah. if we didn't. You cannot. You cannot kicking and punching in our dreams, right? If we didn't have this substance in us, so. you cannot channel that to other people. You one hundred percent. You cannot. Or do that. or things could take advantage of it when it's happening, but not all the time. I don't know. What do you mean things? Ghost. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall here, oh seeing what sticks. I, I my, do think it's I do think it's interesting though to talk about altered states and how you can perceive things differently in them. You really can, you know. So it, yeah, I mean sure. there's maybe something valid there. Like, you know, I, I think you would if you talk to somebody in just ayahuasca, they're gonna tell you their experience was hundred percent real no matter what you tell them, <laughs> yeah. right? Because that shit is that shit is impactful right so mm -hmm. i think altered experiences are there's genuinely something happening there uh, even if it's just in that person's perception so yeah um yeah well, guys, I'm just, can we just talk uh, about this? Can we just say, fuck this, <laughs> this improv story? I just want to talk about this stuff. This is so fascinating to me. This is all I, I really think about. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's like, uh, do an improv show, uh, get high a little bit. Think about ghosts and aliens. That's this, basically yeah, yeah. it. This is your perfect podcast. It really is. When you asked me to do this, I was like, is it spooky stuff? Great. Yeah, absolutely. Want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, whatever you guys want from me, I'm, I'm, I'm here to do the work, the labor, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to do the work because you got to carry us through this story we're about to tell. <laughs> uh, we all drew positions beforehand. Matt, do you want to reveal what you drew? Yeah, I believe I'm called The Swing. Yeah, so no responsibility in the story. You can be as many characters as you want, do whatever you want. The world's yours. Oh, I love it. And I drew the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator. That celebrity must appear at some point during the story. Um, my options are uh, 50 Cent. Uh, <laughs> All right. Amelia Earhart. Ooh. Theodore Roosevelt. And Chuck Lorre. <laughs> All right. Not a, not a bad group, I guess. Yeah, not a bad group. Uh, one I'm definitely not going to do, but uh, yeah, I'll do Chuck Lorre. 
I'll go Chuck Lorre. All right. And that means I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to can I get for a location, a relationship or a word in order to get this story started. Let's do relationship. Sommelier and diner. Oh, yeah. Sommelier and diner. Um. Cody's looking at me because I pressed the button twice. It was ones that we'd had very recently. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why I pressed it again. I was looking because like in my head, it was like a sommelier in a diner. And I was like, well, I don't think he'd yeah, be in this. Just, but... just a wine guy in a diner. <laughs> but yeah, diner in a restaurant. I yes, mean, that is course. pretty funny to think about. <laughs> like a shitty side of the road truck stop diner and they have a sommelier. Yeah. <laughs> for their $6 bottle of wine. <laughs> All right, sommelier and diner with uh, Chuck. Is it Lore or Lori? I think we've said it differently every time he's come up. Chuck. <laughs> Call him Chuck, yeah. Can't yeah. go wrong with Chuck. All right, all right, all right. Let's get this story started. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash spooked. S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have a Valentine. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and Mm -hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety it, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Everyone knew that the food critic had been making the rounds in town that week, and everyone was excited to see if he was going to finally show up at Le Chateau, the finest restaurant in all of town. Vinny was the newest sommelier on the block. Oh, he just finally finished his certification, tasting all kinds of reds and whites, spitting in buckets for years to finally 
make it here. The biggest restaurant he could possibly be at. The one that would truly prove he was a master sommelier. Okay, Vinny, listen, I got a lot of flack hiring a new guy to this big restaurant, but I'm going to need you to step up tonight. We got a big, big guest coming. Big guest. You're going to love it. No problem. No problem, boss. I know how to treat the VIPs. I got this. Yeah. Are you going to, are you feeling pressure at all? Do you need, do you need, uh, do you need your shoulders rubbed? We got a masseuse in the back. Okay. PR told me to not get any shoulder rubs, but um, yeah, I mean, and, and, and human resources also been saying to avoid that boss, but I can, uh, I mean, if it makes you feel comfortable, it makes me feel comfortable, boss, whatever's clever. A large man who is peeking behind the corner, a single tear rolls down his cheek <laughs> as he slowly slides back out of view. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the masseuse might not like it, but a PR saying it. I like you, kid. I think you're going to do good. I like good. you too, boss. I like you too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I have been sweating a lot, though. You are correct. I am sweating profusely. Yeah, this is my second shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, let me know if you need a towel off or something like that. Wait, what's PR say about towel offs? Oh, no, they say I can towel off, but not you. You definitely can't be there when I towel off. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The large man behind the uh, walls leans out again, a huge smile on his face as he waves the towel in the air. <laughs> Vinny runs out to the floor to scope out the room. He knows that this is where he's really going to prove himself today, looking at every table, waiting to recommend what he's going to say, looking at what they're ordering. He's he's ready to really show them what wine to pair with what. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ma macaroni. Macaroni goes with uh, a Chianti. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, steak. Steak goes with a, a Merlot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Sommelier. Yeah, hi. Yeah, my son would really enjoy a nice wine with his dino nuggies. Can you please? Oh, help? oh, that's your son? This is my <laughs> son. Oh, I thought that was your brother. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, he's my he's my son. I'm just trying to say you look very young. That's all I'm trying to say. What? Never mind. What were you saying? This is my son. He loves. Okay. He loves red wine and dino nuggies. I oh. do love red wine and dino nuggies. Oh, okay. And he's uh, he's old enough to drink. <laughs> oh yes, he is old enough to drink. Okay, great. Yeah, trust me, he is oh, old sure. enough to drink. Whatever you want, ma'am. You are a VIP. <laughs> he ru he ruined my life when I had him. So. Oh. Yes, but here he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll be right back with your dino nuggies and wine. Oh, he's not even going to suggest one to you. No, it's surprising. This is one of those fancy restaurants, Mom. Okay. Yeah, I want to assure you, I do know what to pair with dino nuggies. Okay. <laughs> I am a sommelier. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. All right. All right. Ma'am? Yes? Sorry that I'm touching your face and staring right into your eyes, but... No, no, I, I expected it. Do you trust me? I do. I'll be right back. All right. Honey, I think this guy's good. He better be. We're paying a big premium for this restaurant, Ma. <laughs> That's true. I can't believe we spent the premium for you to come get dino nuggies. Cut to I'm the surprised back. they had them. Cut to the back of the restaurant. Uh, boss, uh, <laughs> uh, somebody ordered dino nuggies and I have to pair it with a wine. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm completely lost. <laughs> Oh my God! This is the first order you've ever taken. What the? You're already lost. Oh my God! Um, I don't know. It's the Dino Nuggies. It threw me off. I, I don't know what to pair with kids' food. I think it's illegal, truthfully, but I don't know what to pair with it. What do you mean you don't know what to pair with my Dino Nuggies? 
I've worked for hours creating these perfectly shaped dinosaur nuggies out of the purest A-grade chicken and squash. John Claude, step back, step back. I yeah, John Claude, step back. Uh, 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 ah, we're all fighting. Ouch. Okay, okay. Everyone calm down. Everyone calm okay, down. I'm sorry. This is an important night, John right. Claude. I'm stressed out. He's stressed out. All I want to do is make sure we know what goes with these nuggies. Vinny, you can't. One last one for John Claude. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I feel better now. Good, good. Vinny, you can't be thrown off by dino nuggies. That's okay. kind of the thing we have here. Mac and cheese, dino nuggies, uh, celery sticks. We're elevating baby pub food. OK, little mini hot dogs. Yeah. OK, we got them all. Right. So what I need you to do is study up, okay? I got a big book here. You can't study up now. <laughs> They're looking for the food right now. My nuggies are going out in two minutes. <laughs> That's okay, guys. I got this. I'm going to go out there and be confident, and I'm going to make a choice. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. I love this. Uh, I'm going to burn the book right now. Finny, slap me again. God Damn it, I love you. Now get out there and show them what's wine. Cut back to the table. So mm. here's your dino nuggies oh. paired with a. The waiter Vinny stares off in the distance for a second. He teleports his mind to a spirit guide <laughs> that is always with him. Their name is Cheryl and they sit upon a cloud. Cheryl, what wine do I pair dino nuggies with? <laughs> Gruna. Gruna? Gruna. Only German wines here. Gruna. Great. Cheryl, are you drunk again? I'm helping out the Somalia. Give it back up. Cheryl, back up. what the Cheryl. fuck is Gruna? Gruna. It's a German white. Cheryl, is everything okay? I just, I just, just listen, I, I'm trying to. I'm just having a little. Just have, it, have your talk about The Bachelor. Let me get. Gruna. Gruna, I got it, Cheryl. I'll see you in a sec. Back to the table. Your dino nuggies with, I pull out a bottle of wine from my pocket. I uncork it right there with my hands. Don't even need anything to uncork it. That's how talented I am. And I pour the Gruno into this young man's glass. And this is a wine? That is a wine, yes. Ooh. It's a German wine. Oh, German wine, mom. You hear that? Oh, yes. I heard that. And uh, dino nuggies. You hear that? Mm -hmm. I heard that, honey. And no ketchup. You hear that? No. No ketchup. Can you please ask the man for some ketchup? Could you recommend us a ketchup for the dino oh, nuggies and Greg? <laughs> I go back up to Cheryl. Cheryl, I'm a Somali. I don't know anything about ketchup, but now they're asking me for ketchup. I need your help again. Okay, let uh, let me think about this ketchup, uh, German ketchup. Sure, just yeah. say Heinz, Cheryl. Are you fucking drunk? <laughs> oh, uh, my friend's saying Heinz. Oh, you have a friend there, Cheryl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they get mad when I don't talk to them a lot. We're here to watch The Bachelor, and you just keep talking to this guy. Yeah, we're we're in the middle. It's uh, episode seven. It's really eating up in this episode. Listen, there's, I just there's TV where you are. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of channels, actually. We get all of the channels. Oh, cool. I don't 
I, don't, I only have a Roku. I don't get many. Anyways, uh, Cheryl, I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Heinz is good. Heinz is good. Cut back to the table. Yeah. Um, a Heinz ketchup. Mm. How about that? There you go, little guy. Oh, wow. Mom, did you know that we had fancy ketchup at home? We do. It's the same as this one. That's true. I thought we were slumming it eating that swill, but it turns out we're a couple of fancy people. Whoa. Wow. You really you are fancy. I start to stutter, 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 stutter. (laughs) I go into my astral plane mind again. And I am confronted with the demon that follows me around because I also connect and talk to Cheryl. Oh, oh no. Dragor. Dragor, I'm in the middle of a shift, man. Oh, Vinny, come on, buddy. What are you doing out there? Telling them Heinz. You know, my friends are French's fans. Come on, dude. No, Dragor, no. I, it's ah, Heinz. Cheryl funny. told me it's Heinz. Oh, Cheryl, what does she know? She's a friggin' drunk always uh, over there. Hey, wait a minute. Hey. Cheryl? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I heard my name and I popped up. I had to make sure nothing bad was happening. I didn't fight you over Cheryl. What are you doing over here? Well, I I heard my name. I heard you say French's. Yeah. French's is mustard. You get French's mustard. You get Heinz ketchup. That's how it works. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. You made the right choice. This table's going to love it. Okay. When did you become the condiment Gestapo over here? Come on, Cheryl. Well, what wine's made out of? uh, Grapes, mostly. And what's uh, what's uh, ketchup made out of Uh, the grapes of uh, big red grapes known as tomatoes. Guys, I don't have time for this discussion. Okay, I got to go back to work. Dragor, stop following me around. Okay, I'm with Cheryl now. I'm with Cheryl now. Okay, and and I'm basked in the light of the Lord. I'm not with you anymore, Dragor. Okay. Listen, if you ever want to come hang out. That's that's playing in the back of my mind as I walk. (laughs) All right, bye. <laughs> how how'd they like the wine? How'd they like the wine, Vinny? Are we doing boss, good? Boss, everything is great. You can relax. Now who's the one who's sweating? <laughs> Change your shirt, you dirty uh, ape. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'll go back into my office. You're right. Yeah. What did they think of the dino bodies? Were they Jean-Claude, good? they loved it, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, thank you for that. I need a love that. tap. A love tap, my uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Jean-Claude, can I ask you something? Yes. You have spirit guides, right? I'm sorry, I don't understand. You have, you have like, uh, you have like entities that inform you of uh, like things you need to know, right? You, you mean like my followers on Instagram? Never mind, John Claude. I'm gonna just, uh, oh. I'm gonna go on my break. I'm gonna go have a cigarette in the alley. Okay. okay? okay. Yeah. Boss, do you know what's going on? The manager runs back in from his office, half uh, of his shirt down. Um, it's not fully buttoned up. Vinny, Vinny, no. Yeah, 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 boss. I was no. just gonna go out. No, no, you can't. You can't. The Why? critic is here. Oh. I saw on the cameras the critic is here. He's here. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I can go. I can go serve him. I'm up for this. Yeah, I can do this, boss. Yeah. Wait, before you go out, you should get a good toweling down that the large man peeks out from behind the corner and tosses. No, remember HR, HRPR, HRPR said HRNPR said I. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, just towel me down. Fine, just do it. Okay, just oh, make no. it fast. Okay, just make sure no HR or PR doesn't say this. It's gonna yeah, be yeah, a yeah. whole paper. They're gonna yeah. write an article about it. And then it's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. The large man springs up from behind the corner and gently towels Vinny down. Yeah, they start toweling me down uh, to like a, a future island song. It's seasons <laughs> and it goes into super slow mo. And for some reason, John Claude holds a lighter up to the fire, uh, like a sting, uh, the fire, like a uh, hoses that are not the fire, the sprinkler system that's above the kitchen and it's raining down. I mean, so it's making me more wet while I'm get, getting toweled off, but it looks really good with the music and I start spinning and it's really nice. It's a nice little montage moment. Yeah. I just thought no one could tell that you are sweating if you're all covered in water. John Claude, you're so smart. Honestly, why aren't the French a superpower? Anyways, I got to go. Okay. Okay. Good luck out there. Thanks, dude. If I you... mean, boss. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for I almost thought you disrespected. Yeah, me there sorry. For a moment. I, I, I did. I did for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a I was pretty fast on that fire trigger. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can call you dude boss now. No. no, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, John. Oh, OK, sorry. But the dino nuggies down. We need we're probably going to need more. OK. Good boss, luck out there. Thank you. We cut to the uh, to Vinny and the food critic out on the dining room floor. Uh, hello, sir, and welcome. Uh, may I suggest something on the menu for you? Um, yeah, uh, of course, of course. Whatever you think is best. Um, I myself uh, enjoy a vegetarian meal, and I do believe that the vegetarian moussaka that we serve is absolutely excellent with a side of Pinot Grigio. Hmm, interesting. I don't want to throw you off your game and send you a super big test or anything, but the masaka sounds nice, but I'm allergic to Pinot Grigio. Oh, I start convulsing a little bit and I go into my astral plane world and Cheryl's there. Ah, uh, Cheryl, dude. Um, it's a big food critic down there. Uh, they want the moussaka, but they don't want the Pinot Grigio. And I called it a side. I'm already sort of embarrassed. Oh. It's supposed to be the drink. It's not the side. A side would be like, I don't know, some coleslaw or something. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Snap out, of it. With it. Snap okay. out of it. Snap out of it. We got this. We got this. Okay. Uh, listen, listen. Okay. Um, how are you feeling? Are you, are you calm? Are you centered right now? You seem like you're sweating. You're sweating. Yeah, in I'm, the, I'm, a, the I'm sweating world. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sweating a little bit. Yeah. Cheryl, baby, have you seen my pants? Uh, not now. We're dealing with very important issues here. Cheryl, do you, you have do you, do you have a, a partner over? <laughs> what are you talking about, Cheryl? You see my pants? I get lonely here sometimes. Do you are you on the apps, me? Cheryl? Are you Vinny, on the apps? Bumble. Uh, I'm on Raya. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is technically a celebrity position. Vinny, oh what yeah. Are you, what are you doing here, Vinny? Oh drag! Oh, it's drag! <laughs> Drago. Oh, uh, I was, damn, I Drago what Cheryl and Drago? We uh, yeah, we, well, you know, she came over to confront me earlier and you know, one thing led to another and here we are. You two I, are completely different creatures. Yeah. Drago, just, you're like a, a reptilian hybrid and yeah, Cheryl, you're a beautiful angel lady. Yeah, well, you know, it, it just works, you know. It's just you see so very little people around. I was just watching The Bachelor and honestly, all that matchmaking. Oh, my God. I need a little something myself, you know. Oh, Drago. Oh, Drago, you're still hard, dude. 
Put a I'm towel on. Always hard. That's You're always hard. Oh, Drago. I, I better go back and attend to this. Um, I need help, Cheryl. I oh, need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, you need to look inside your heart because I've given you all these suggestions before, but you're not going to have me forever. Eventually, Dragor and I are going to settle down. That's right, Vinny. Settle down? You relied on me first, and then you kicked me to the curb, and then you relied on her. Now you need to kick her to the curb and rely on yourself. We, I flash back to the table. Um, you need a different wine, you say. Yeah, a different one than Peter Gershaw. It's just, a, it's like a throat-closing thing. Right. Well, Cheryl and Drago, my astral friend, said I, I need to rely on myself. And oh. So I have to pick a wine that matches with your moussaka. So, sorry, Drago and Cheryl? Drago, the reptilian-type creature that I used to hang out with and would guide me, and my spirit guide, Cheryl. Yes, they helped me make decisions, and they hooked up, and they're... Um, I don't have time for me really anymore, which is it's kind of wild because that's what happened with my parents. Anyways, I'm digressing. Uh, I think this would go really well with a vodka soda. Vodka soda? Yeah, I don't even think you need a wine. I think you need a vodka soda. Something that's refreshing and we can throw a lime in it. It's got a little bit of zest. It'll just chase right down that moussaka. Oh my God, what is he doing? He's suggesting a vodka soda with my moussaka. Oh. Let's see how this plays out. He might have this. Here's your vodka soda. Please vodka? have a have a bite of moussaka and chase it down with the vodka soda. I've never had a sommelier suggest anything other than wine before. This is interesting. Okay. Um, Listen, I'm a sommelier, but I'm also an alcoholic. This is brilliant. I beam up to the astral plane. Hey, Drago and Cheryl. Yeah. I did it. Oh, great. We're about to finish up here. So, okay. Bye. I beam back. You want to stick around? Okay. Bye. (laughs) I beam back. You like it? Yes. Yes. I was so skeptical at first because you were telling these stories about your parents and about these astral world and all of this lizard man and angel i can't believe it you are the best sommelier i've ever seen in my life get your manager out here please hey hey dude boss get out here um okay yeah you uh, mean he can call you dude boss (laughs) hey john claude get out of here get out here man me too. Okay. Oh, cover up the slap marks. I don't okay. think the critical like that. Okay. I won't. I I walked into a door. Sir, allow me to introduce my boss and the chef of this meal, Jean Claude. I, I am so sorry, Mister Critic, that my shirt isn't fully done up yet. I was just, I was sweating and I just didn't have the time. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. You did fine. This is brilliant. The drink was brilliant. The pairing was brilliant. Thank you. This restaurant is brilliant. Right, right. Now, all we need you to do is put that in your review. Oh, I can't do that. What? What? Oh, I was fired by the paper earlier. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be a big critic. Sorry, did I not say that at the door? I used to be. 
yeah, I <laughs> I got in all this trouble because I was just giving everyone five star reviews, and apparently people don't like that. But we we need the review. We could close down if we don't get a good review. But you gave everyone five star reviews. Yeah. So you don't actually know what the hell you're talking about. Is that what you're saying? Well, I suppose I don't. Let me try this vodka soda and moussaka. This is fucking disgusting together. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, it just tastes like like carbonated rubbing alcohol with cream cheese. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> the food critic walks over to uh, the front desk. This hand sanitizer and and dirt in this plant are brilliant. Oh, brilliant, shit. Brilliant. Oh, I should have, sorry, Jean-Claude, I should have seen that. Yeah, this guy's a freaking idiot. I think we're uh, ruined. Damn it. Unless. I kill him. Oh, no, oh. no. OK, no, 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 uh, no. I mean, no, 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 I was no. going I, to I didn't say suggest that. No, 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 no. I didn't suggest that. I was going to say we get a real critic in and try it again. But, uh, you know, I kind of like your plan, too. So for sure. I mean, I just want to impress. It's my first day. Come on. Hey, no, I excuse me. Excuse me. I was sitting at the table over there. I right, let me introduce myself. I'm big television producer Chuck Lorre. And I've been sitting here eating all night, pretty good food. But what I really liked was the drama going on around me. We realized that nobody else can see Chuck Lorre except Vinny. <laughs> Chuck Lorre, no way. That's crazy, guys. Chuck Lorre, right? Chuck Lorre. Hey, boss, I think we need to talk about Vinny. He's uh, kind of losing it here. Who the hell is he talking to? <laughs> Chuck Lorre, guys. Chuck Lorre's here. <laughs> I think that this whole thing could be a television series. Listen, really, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've come up with all kinds of shows, all of them being hits. Two and a half men. Love it. Dharma and Greg. The best. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Watching it right now. Young Sheldon. Oh, just hearing about it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. these are just some of the various shows I've produced. And now I'm thinking... Uh, let me just go into this uh, brilliant mind of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm thinking sommelier in a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> I'm living it, basically. I'm doing that. Wow. <laughs> uh, guys, are you seeing this? It's Chuck Lorre. I think he's totally lost his mind. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I see Chuck Lorre. I think Chuck Lorre's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The food critic sees it. See, guys? Yeah. Hey, Chuck, uh, have you seen my pants? Dra oh. Dragor? Oh, Vinny. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Oh, jeez. You know Chuck, too, eh? Well, yeah, I was just pitching a new show. And, uh, You're you pitching know, a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was already over for the orgy. So, you know how. The or <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Okay. I yes, I I'm here, too. I'm here, too. I'm going to go back to the real world now. Oh, yeah, that's that's right, man. You got to You got to rely on yourself is what I said last time. Right. That thing, right. That, that works for this too. Chuck Lorre's doing up his pants. Just think about the show I offered you. OK, just Thanks. think about it. Yeah. Hey, boss. Uh, hey, Jean-Claude. Yes. What happens if we don't get a good review? Well, I guess we'd be fine. Yeah, I guess like we're doing middle of the road numbers now, as long as some kind of, 
I mean, this is 2019. As long as some kind of pandemic doesn't happen, then I'm sure we'll be. It's true. There's always right. another a day for yeah, a good yeah. review to happen. We right. just have to keep trying and putting out our best effort. Um, I want to tell you guys something. Oh. I talk to spirits. Yeah, we know you've been doing it constantly. Oh, you know. It's very uncomfortable for us. Well, have you thought of ever, I don't know, moving out of the restaurant business and moving into the spirit one? I mean, if you think there's money in that. I don't. I actually don't know that for sure. Then we're not going to do it. But I live by one rule, and that's take a risk. If you take a risk... There's always something great on the other side. What do you say, dude, boss? I'm in. Cut to a year later. So you'd like a reading, would you? Yeah, I've been thinking about all kinds of TV shows lately, and I'm looking where to land now. Sorry. Are you Chuck Lorre? You've heard of me. There's two... This is not, hold on, wait, I'm going to talk, hold on. What do you need? What do you need? Because I'm going to talk to you, just hold on. You're going to love this. What do you need? Um, I need to, just a show idea, show title, uh, just a basic premise. I got this. I go into my astral plane. Hey, Chuck Lorre. Yes, yes. Uh, what's going on? Sorry, I'm doing You won't believe this. Yeah, that's okay. You guys are, I get it. That's a long sesh. Uh, uh, look, I get it, okay? There's two of you. One of you exists in the real world and one of you exists in the astral plane. Well, Chuck, you're here, you know, at our kind of like place where we do readings and. Uh, oh, my the, uh, God. You need a TV idea. I, I just thought of the brilliant one. Yeah. T- two Chucks. I beam back into my, the real world. <laughs> hey, Chuck Laurie. Yeah, yeah, yes. You're good enough. And that's what your TV show needs to be about. You being good enough, and there being two Chuck Lorries. This Sunday on CBS, one Chuck just ain't enough. But how about two Chucks? Spooked. (laughs) That is scary. (laughs) Another... Another Chuck Lorre show. Starring uh, Chuck Lorre. Finally starring Chuck Lorre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess really now, I, I don't know if that was the paranormal show you guys wanted, but <laughs> that's <laughs> the one. That's the one that you got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely got into the paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever been that scared in your life, Matt? <laughs> As I was doing this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, No, I've never been that scared. No, that was the most <laughs> horrifying experience I've ever I've ever been through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. being in a spot where no one believes you. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. We were just, that was just all projection from our, com- our conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. In the, I just in, the imp- to- in the improv world, we just did an Armando. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like to think that the interview informed the improv. that's that's how i look at it it's a symbiotic relationship yes yes i i'm glad that we could all just get into each other's psyche (laughs) yeah 
uh, Cody's is just all the orgy parts. I yeah. love that. I it's love spirit always fed doing orgy. up my shirt or doing up my pants. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so good. Just like real life. <laughs> um, and Matt, where can everyone follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Foliot or follow me on Instagram at Matt Foliot. That's where I am, although I'm way more active on Twitter. I like Twitter a lot. Mm. Amazing. And we'll be uh, tweeting that out at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on Matt with direct links to those social medias, as well as all the other shows that he's done on the network. Spooked. Spooked. (laughs) Spooked. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 